Welcome to the Happy, Healthy, Strong podcast. Our goal is to educate and empower listeners on their journey to a happier, healthier, and stronger life with a focus on holistic and natural healing. This podcast is meant for educational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. Thank you for joining us. Now let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Happy, Healthy, Strong podcast. Today we are doing something a little bit different, which I'm super excited about. We are going to talk all about actually making these lifestyle changes that we've been talking all about for the last 17 episodes. And so um, we're actually, I'm going to be giving a lot of the content today. So first I'll just have Dr. Alex talk a little bit about how we work together yeah, 17 episodes. I yeah, didn't realize this it was is already. 18. Dang. Yep. So yeah, so um, when I started doing this stuff, I, I immediately started calling it health coaching because um, to me, I guess that's that was what sounded the best. I, um, so it was like functional, what most people know as functional medicine work, um, but I didn't really want anything to do with medicine. I think I already... Um, said that on this podcast before. So I've moved to, hey, I'm just, I want to help people get healthy and coaching um, just just went along with it. But learning more and more about health coaching, it's not necessarily what, what I do. Um, so I do more of consulting with people. I, again, try to come from a functional health approach of figuring out what's the underlying cause, how can we, what do we need to do as far as a plan to help them build health from lifestyle and, and diet. Um, and then I will just continue to meet with them and updating the plan and those type of things. What I've learned since I've been doing this is I can give people a plan, um, but they still have to implement that plan. And that is a lot of times can be the most difficult thing. So health coaching is extremely valuable for these people. Um, so when I give them what I think that they should do, um, if they can't do it, it's it's not going to work, obviously. So right. having somebody help them to change their lifestyle is extremely, extremely important. So Definitely. that's what you come into the picture. Yeah, a lot of people know what they should do. Like at the most basic level, a lot of people know I should be eating healthier. I should be eating less processed food. I should be moving more. But actually making those changes is kind of where a lot of people yep. struggle. So yeah, so I am a certified health coach. I got my certification through the Institute for Integrative Integrative Nutrition. And I really enjoy, I think I also just nerd out on all things like habits and just like the science of all of that. Today, I want to talk about, first I'm going to give kind of like the theory behind habit change and some mindset things and then we're just going to go into a bunch of really applicable examples for making a lot of the changes that we have suggested on this podcast and then Alex can interject obviously you live this way you haven't always lived this way so you've yeah. made a lot of changes and you also have kids too who are <laughs> <laughs> making these lifestyle um, choices and stuff so yeah most people can identify the goals they want to achieve, but struggle with actually changing 
Um, this is because we often try to change too much at once and set unrealistic expectations for ourselves. So when we do this, we're really setting ourselves up for failure. This is a lot of a lot of people I'm sure can relate to this. They say, okay, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and then I'm going to start like everything's going to change. Everything's going to be better. And they might go for like a couple days or a couple weeks, but then as soon as things get hard, life gets busy, they don't really have like the systems in place to sustain the lifestyle changes. And so they just revert back. Yeah. I used to, when I would do kind of the first of the year talk, um, you know, new, new year, new you type stuff. Um, (laughs) I would always give this statistic. This is a, I don't know if this is the exact statistic, but it's a real statistic that it's like 95% of people that set a new year's resolution have already failed it by, um, the 4th of January. Oh, the 4th of January. So they, they last like three days oh, and their, gosh. you know, their, their approach that they wanted to take has already failed. Unfortunately. Yeah, so totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I think probably everyone can relate to this in some way or another. Um, so a lot of what we do in like health coaching sessions is around your mindset and figuring out if you really believe that the things that you do every single day is what impacts your health or if there's something kind of in your history or in your mentality where you think you can achieve these results just by doing this drastic thing. Um, but as we've said many times on this podcast, it's the little things. It's the the 1% changes. And then another thing that I find a lot of people struggle with and myself as well is just this perfectionism mentality really gets in the way. And so an example of this would be like, okay, if I'm, I'm eating, say I'm eating like paleo and then there's one day where I have like a social event and there's pizza and I'm super hungry. And so I eat a piece of pizza a perfectionist might say, oh, well, I ruined this day. I ruined everything I was working towards. So it's not worth it anymore. Mm -hmm. Let me just give up. I'll try again tomorrow or next week or whatever. That can be super, that can just go against you a lot. You might think that it's helping you out because you're striving to be like perfect and do this great thing, but no one is perfect. And life happens. And if you let those kinds of things like derail you and just kind of take you totally off course, then you're going to have a lot more like negative impacts than if you would just kind of have a little bit healthier, like have that grace mentality. So, okay. Yes, I, you know, ate a piece of pizza, but that's okay life happens. I'm going to just get back on track. Even with the next, I like to think about it like the next bite you take or the next meal that you have. Um, you can get back on track. You can still redirect. So don't let that perfectionism mentality drag you down. Nobody is perfect. There is grace and an abundance of grace. Um, but what matters is what you do when you find yourself having those thoughts. So if you take that thought captive and, you know, redirect into a healthier mindset, then you'll be a lot better off. 
Yeah, this small change thing, just to kind of apply it to stuff we've already talked about, this diet, nutrition, lifestyle plan that I'm, I'm typically giving my clients, I'm throwing a, a lot at them with a the diet, nutrition, lifestyle plan. And again, it can be overwhelming to just say, oh man, I got to make all of these changes if I want to get healthy. And unfortunately, there's a truth to that, right? You do have to make, you have to, everything that I would have on the list from lifestyle and diet and, and you know, nutrition, uh, nutritional supplements and stuff, they're all a big piece to the puzzle. But I always tell people, when you look at this, please don't get overwhelmed. This is just the goal that we're trying to go after, right? So it's not like you're going to be perfect at all of this, you know, right away. We want to strive for that um, eventually to get you to where you want to get to. But I want you to say, and again, this is where the health coaching would come in at as far as like setting goals. We want to look at this plan and say, okay, here's my goal for each of these things. And typically it's just going to be one thing. I'm just going to make this small change so that I'm moving in the direction of the health that, that I want to achieve. Right. That's what happens every day. We're never, we never stay the same when it comes to health. We either make a choice that's in alignment with good health habits, which then is going to equal good health, or we're making choices that are going to lead to, to poor health. You can always change the direction that you're going. Right. right. So like you said, if you if you failed in, in just one meal and I, I wouldn't even necessarily call it a failure, but if you have this goal of sticking to this particular diet and you get off that diet, that's the one choice that you've made that yes, you've went in the wrong direction, but the next choice can be in the right direction. Which yeah. is really what, what health is all about. It's right. just going exactly. in the right direction. And if you want something to be sustainable for a lifetime, you're gonna just have to like roll with those kinds of punches because it will happen. Like you won't be perfect all of life so yes all right so one of my absolute favorite books that has just a lot of really really solid actionable direct advice and like really solid research is called atomic habits by james clear so in this book he talks a lot about goals versus systems and so one of my favorite quotes from the book is you do not rise to the level of your goals, but you fall to the level of your systems. So if you think about like successful people and unsuccessful people, they might have the same goals, mm-hmm. um, like wake up early, you know, but the difference between the successful people is they have systems in place that allow them to reach those goals. Um, so Another way to say this is goals are about the results you want to achieve. And so they're setting the direction. So they are important. We want goals. And so we do. I do a goal setting meeting with health coaching clients because it's important to kind of define where we're going and what direction we want to go. But then the way that we actually make progress is by implementing systems. So systems are about the processes that lead to those results. Um, Yeah, anyone can set a goal, but it's really how are you going to achieve that goal? And also like having a plan, what are you going to do when things get hard, when you get off track, when you get busy? How are we going to deal with that and still come out? 1% better. So, um, okay. And then one of the keys here to creating good habits that you can kind of use as like a, just like a landmark, like always come back to this whenever you're trying to create a good habit, you want to eliminate friction and make things as simple and like automatic as possible. 
And so you want to create habits that are obvious, like right out in front of you as much as possible. Enjoyable. We're always going to lean towards something that's more fun to do or enjoyable to do than something that's not. Simple. Our brains like to keep things simple. We avoid complicated things. And satisfying. If you can find a way to like get that immediate gratification once you do something, then it'll be a lot easier to stick to it. So then that brings us into um, some different categories. And I just have a whole bunch of examples that we can talk through for actually making these healthy changes. So one way to to eliminate friction with creating good habits is to set up your environment. So all the things around you for success. This is one of my favorite ones and one of the easier ones, um, I think, to do. So if you want to eat more real nutrient-dense food, like we talk about all the time, one good environmental thing that you can do is just limit yourself to only shopping the perimeters at the grocery store. I think we've all heard this, but just if you make like a like a commitment to yourself, I'm only going to just go all around the outside because we know all the processed stuff is in the middle. So I'm only going to hit up the produce and then the meat counter um, and then I'll be done. For those occasions where you need olive oil or something like that, you can, of course, go into the <laughs> that aisle. But for the most part, um, the majority of your grocery shopping, you should be able to do this. So then you're not even tempted by walking past, you know, whatever it is for you, if it's the pop or the cookies or bread or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's like a really good one, good place to start that I think everyone probably could implement. I feel like, excuse me, I feel like grocery stores have also learned that. (laughs) That's true. They start putting packaged (laughs) stuff on them. They like mix packet stuff in, like un- under you'll see these oranges and apples, and then there'll be, you know, all this, this caramel or something <laughs> that you can put the apples in. Uh, or obviously, you have to go through the checkout line, and in the checkout line yeah. is where all the candy's at and all the, you know, stuff that your kids are going to freak out about. Well, okay. I have another tip for if that's your problem utilize online grocery shopping. Because especially these days, like ever since COVID, that's become way more, you know, of a thing. And because you can do like free pickup at like Walmart has groceries. I think Aldi also Target um, Hy-Vee, I think, even has free pickup and stuff. So then you are like you don't even have to walk by anything. (laughs) And it's good for your budget probably, too, because you're able to look at, you know, as a as a money person, too. I think about that. But yeah, so then you can eliminate um, impulse buys and temptations by online grocery shopping. So that's a good one. Um, another one for your environment would be place healthy snacks at eye level in the fridge and the pantry or healthy food. Like I know we talk about not snacking. so. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're working on like that's one of the things that would be a good example of it's maybe hard if you're snacking all the time to just totally cut things out. But if you can switch from snacking on like these super sugar packed granola bars to just like some veggies and hummus or something, then it's still not a hundred percent where like Dr. Alex would want you to be in the long term, but it's helping you get there and it's still making a positive change in the right direction. 
Yeah, absolutely. We call that making lateral shifts. So, you know, you're used to eating um, a Nutrigrain bar or something, which everybody yeah. used to think was healthy. <laughs> I used to do it in my talks, show a picture of a Nutrigrain bar and then go through the ingredient list with people. And there's like 17 different forms of sugar in a oh Nutrigrain bar. So, yeah, making a shift from that to, you know, something like a piece of fruit, you know, apple and hummus, or apple and hummus, <laughs> vegetables <laughs> and, and hummus, um, beef sticks, you know, that, that type of stuff, nuts, seeds, right. you know, those are just lateral shifts. You're still snacking, but you're making it a, a healthier snack, mm-hmm. which is going to be beneficial for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then I like to remember, design your environment for laziness. So just assume that like future you is not going to want to, when you're hungry for a snack, you're not going to want to like go slice up, like peel the carrots and slice the celery or whatever if that's all done ahead of time and all you have to do is just grab it, that's really similar to like grabbing a granola bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're just further reducing the friction, as I mentioned earlier, and making it like as easy as possible to choose the healthier option. Another one for your environment would be this. I do this like religiously lay out your gym clothes the night before so that your morning if you are like an early morning workout person or maybe it's your like just your tennis shoes to go out on a walk or something like that but it's in your line of sight it's visible it's out also when you're like just waking up you don't have to think you can just put on your gym clothes and go so just little things like that um that you can think of to set up your environment to give you those reminders and just make your life a little bit easier when it comes time to actually implementing those habits. All right, so the next category of examples I have is make things easy on yourself. So if you invest the time, I know you've probably heard this, but it really does work if you invest the time to just chop all your vegetables and produce once or twice a week, then just store them. A, a good way to store veggies is in water, like in jars or something, or if it's um, like greens, if you layer them up with paper towels, they'll last longer in the fridge. But anyway, so just have everything cut, prepped, and ready to go in the fridge so that when it comes time to like dinner and you don't have anything cooked um something super easy that we do a lot is just like a veggie egg scramble and if the veggies are already cut up then it's that much easier and it probably takes you less time to do something like that than to like drive through or DoorDash or whatever even with the cleanup because that all can be done in one pan so and then that brings me to the next one This one hits home for me. I hate cleaning the kitchen. So that's Mm -hmm. probably the hardest part for cooking is I hate the cleanup. If you don't have a significant other who's (laughs) willing to help with that, which luckily I do. But if you if that's one of the struggles for you for cooking, you could just say, I'm just going to do one pan meals or sheet pan, like something in the oven that all goes on one sheet or something on this um top on the stove that is all in one pan that just makes your life easier and if your veggies are already cut from when you did that earlier in the week you just throw everything in and you can do you can still have a lot of variety that way um and yeah just eliminate the friction of cleaning the kitchen 
Or another one for that is you could, this isn't the most environmentally friendly thing, but you could plan on just eating on paper plates. Um, if that really is something that is a hurdle for you, maybe you just do this for like a month while you're working on building up the rhythm of this habit. And then eventually once you're a little bit more used to cooking and cleaning up, you can switch back to regular plates. But that's just a, just thinking of ways to make these hard, like these things that are a little bit harder to do easier. Um, another one for making things easier on yourself, you could utilize a healthy meal service. The local one here in the Quad Cities that I love is Prep to Table. Um, so they make the food for you. All you have to do is put it in the oven. She has a lot of, she changes her menu every week. And so you just order it ahead of time and then pick it up um, for the next week. And so she's got all the ingredients listed out. So if you're trying to eat gluten-free or whatever, she's got all of the different types of, you know, restrictions and diet things listed out on there. So maybe you could do that. Just plan on doing that like once a week and that eliminates one meal a day that you have, or one meal a week that you have to figure out. Or you could, there's also the, um, like if going to the grocery store and just the meal planning aspect is hard, you could utilize like HelloFresh or those like um, grocery ingredient delivery services as well. So here's another one. If meal planning and cooking for and planning three meals a day is difficult, then we have talked about the time-restricted feeding. So you could implement that and just plan on eating two large meals a day. So then you only have to think about that and cook for two meals a day instead of three. That's a good one. Yeah. I thought you would like that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So then the next category of examples that I have is bundle the good habits that you aren't excited about with things that bring you joy. So... This would be like only watch your favorite TV show while you're prepping healthy meals for the week or only listen to your favorite podcast or audiobook while you're out on a walk. So just linking up those two activities and kind of saying, I can only do this thing I like if I'm doing this other thing. Um, make habits immediately satisfying. So this one is a little trickier to think of examples, but if you, here's one example. If you're trying to go out to eat less and cook more meals at home, every time that you cook a meal at home, you could transfer the money that you saved to like a savings account that's designated for like a fun vacation. So every time it's like, oh sweet, like that account just increased a little bit because I made this good choice. Yeah. Um, and then start small to work up to the habits. So we kind of alluded to this earlier, like with the snack thing, but instead of saying like, I'm going to completely stop, like if you're addicted to drinking pop, I'm going to completely stop and I will only drink water. That's a little bit unrealistic and is going to probably, you're probably going to like have a big regression. <laughs> if you try to make that drastic of a change. So you could break it down into steps and just first start with before I drink pop, I'm going to drink a full glass of water. 
And then once you've got that down, move on to I'm only going to drink pop on the weekend. Once you've got that down, then you're going to maybe switch from drinking pop to drinking flavored sparkling water. And then eventually you can switch that to water. So taking that goal and breaking it down into much more manageable, smaller steps um, is really helpful. Yes, and then if you, another just thought here, an example, if you eat unhealthy because you're stressed and like emotionally eating, find ways to release stress in healthier outlets like meditation or prayer or physical activity. Um, Yeah, and then similarly, if you want to break bad habits, we won't spend too long on this, but you want to increase friction and make the bad habits more difficult to do so and you want to make them unattractive and unsatisfying so just two examples here don't keep junk food around the house then you won't see it it's not there or um, if you live with someone who insists on keeping like packaged junk food and stuff around the house you could ask them to just store it in like a specific drawer so it's out of sight for you there's a lot to just the visual aspect of that And then another one is um, if you like have a problem watching too much TV, you could just unplug your TV after every single time. So when you want to watch it, you have to go and plug it in again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I thought you were going to say like set up mouse traps around all the snacks that I printed. (laughs) That's a good one too. (laughs) Avoid them. Then you probably just shouldn't buy them if you're going to go that (laughs) far. Um, No, we've done that with the TV thing. So Emily, my wife despises TV. Um, but you know, me and my kids enjoy TV more than she does, but also enjoy sports um, more than she does. So we are, you know, we watch football, we watch basketball, that type of stuff. Um, but what we've done is we've made sure that the the living room, the the, f- the TV is not the focus of the living room. Um, so it, which it has been because it's been football season. <laughs> but then we'll take it out of the living room and we'll take it downstairs. So if we want to watch something, we either have to go downstairs. Or we would have to actually bring the, the TV up, you know, so it just makes it a lot easier not to just yeah. turn the TV on. So. And it's not just like right there, like many living rooms are set up, like right. sit on the couch. And, 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 and it's not even that we would we, we would turn it on, that we're tempted to turn it on, but it tempts the kids to ask us to turn it on. Sure. You know? So if it's not there, then it's easier for them to not, yeah. not ask. Yeah, so. that's a good one. Awesome. So definitely hope this was helpful for you guys. If um, we were in like an actual health coaching session, if you were in a session with me, we would very much focus on your unique situation, the roadblocks that you are experiencing. And I would help you define and just come up with personalized systems, a lot like what we talked about here to reach your goals. Awesome. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining. We hope this was a blessing to you. And if anyone that you know could be helped by this episode, please go ahead and share it with them. And we would love if you would rate and review our podcast on your podcast player. We will talk to you next time.